Hi, everyone. Welcome to Jack AM FM, the audio only version of Jack AM, the uh, daily live streaming morning show on Twitch. Yeah. Hey, if you want to watch the live stream version, we're 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's uh, twitch.tv slash Jack AM. But if you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast version. And hey, we're going to try to upload these uh, within two days of every live Twitch stream. If we miss an episode, and you really, really want the podcast version, go ahead and DM us. But otherwise, we're going to be putting these up as often as humanly possible on, yeah. on our podcast. Um, so uh, if we fall behind, we will come back. And uh, we know some people prefer the podcast version, so we're going to do our best to keep it as updated as possible. So enjoy Jack AM FM. And if you like what you see, check out twitch.tv slash Jack AM every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific. A little late, sorry. Wow, a little bit late there. Just a, a smidge late. Good morning, everybody. It's an all new, brand new. It's an all new, brand new. Kate is on her way in. She's just getting her coffee. Um, welcome, everyone. It is Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. It's 7 a.m. Pacific, it's 10 a.m. Eastern. It's an all new, brand new Jack AM. Welcome. Uh, all right, let's have a look here as we start to get into everything. Well, I do have some breaking news, actually. I do have a little <laughs> nice Twitch book bag. Yeah, they gave that to us at TwitchCon. All of the, uh, you know, all of the uh, the partners got a bag. So, you know, I, I, I bet Jesse and Stefan and everybody also have the, the partner badge. Darcy Blows. There it is, just sitting there in my... Uh, closet it's a nicely made bag you know it's a uh, uh it's a pretty well put together bag really nice you know a lot of just boxes and shit in the closet the room looks pretty nice but look look uh-oh in the darkness back there <laughs> uh-oh look in the darkness <laughs> all right uh well we do have some breaking news to start Kate, are you ready for this? Kate's here. It's Kate AM, everybody. It's Kate AM. Oh, we're a little focusy or something. Who knows? There we go. Oh. Oh, shit. There you go. It's Kate AM. It's an all new, brand new. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome. It's a beautiful, sunny day. It's a it's a beautiful, all new, brand new. We There's a garbage truck going driving by outside so you might uh, as you know we live in a trash alley we live in a trash alley it seems like everyone's very excited to see you again Kate I mean, I'm you, so you, happy to be back you were not here for yesterday's show you had a late you know you had a late night thank show thank you I did um, we did our show on Monday night the the inaugural launch show yeah. of my what is hope hopefully a reoccurring series fingers crossed um, we all, everybody out there, pray. Um, it's called PowerPoint Night. Yeah, it's LA's new show, newest all. A lot PowerPoint of people are saying it's show. LA's new show. It's an all new, brand new show. <laughs> it's an all new, brand new. Well, not anymore. Not like how this show is every time an all new, brand new. <laughs> I guess it'll be an all new, brand new every time. I, you know, similarly. Similarly. Yeah, sure. Similarly. The Hollywood meeting was good. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, my imaging. Which there's a whole saga of my, you know, getting a fucking ultrasound. This is my saga. Here's my tale. 
we all know a couple weeks ago, um, I was supposed to get my imaging, and they called during the show, and they're like, "Sorry, we're doing like a firmware update. <laughs> we have we can't the software's updating, so we it's not going to update fast enough, and we can't have have you in this morning." And I was like, "Okie dokie." So that got you know pushed. It got you know delayed right to yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I go in yesterday, and you're supposed to, you know, not... Uh, thank you, Valerie, for the 10-month sub. Wow. wow. Very cool. We've seen Valerie at BugCon in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. Very cool. I'm so excited to meet Valerie. So I, they were like, you know, next time come in, you have to come in on an empty stomach. And so, you know, I've gotten my blood taken before. I've done stuff where they're like, empty stomach. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. They're like, it's an empty stomach, but you can drink black coffee. That's okay for other things. This time, you know, I go in there. They're like, are you in an empty stomach? And I was like, yes, but you can drink black coffee, right? And they're like, what? No. Huh? They were like t- shocked. They're like, you didn't drink black coffee, did you? And I was like, yes, I did. I did drink black coffee. Are they going to charge us for two? I Well, I don't know. We have insurance. Um, and then they did were like. Did you make sure they were covered by our insurance? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. It's a, like a low thing anyway. And then I, they were like, well, maybe you can go like pee. You can go pee, uh, and it'll be like, uh, we'll continue this story in just a moment. Because first, Welcome back, cat. it only means one thing. Uh, it's the boys are back in town. If you play 501 bits, that song will play, and it'll tell us that we need to watch two sped-up minutes of Holmes and Watson. That's correct. The 2017 movie. We, we are near... 2017? 2018. 2018. 2018. We are... Yeah, it just came out. It's wow. like a brand new movie. Uh, just shocking that this is a thing that's, you know... Holmes and Watson. to do, even. Starring you know? Will Ferrell <laughs> and John C. Riley. Uh, we are now at minute 79. Okay, we're really trucking through it. We're near done with this... Uh, I, I think it'd be fair to, to call it a, a super shitty movie. I think it'd be fair to uh, call it a, a mega, mega shitty uh, film. Um, as we continue here with... Uh, cool and Unit says, I feel like we're not getting to the book club today. Uh-huh. Tell you what, we have a guest coming up in the next hour. And also, I forgot to read my pages. So we're pushing to tomorrow. So you read everything... I literally except forgot. Except for the book club I forgot. Book. I forgot. I forgot. There's something seriously wrong about your brain. I'll do it today. You have the worst memory. And we'll do it tomorrow. Why is your memory so dog shit? Because. Do you suck too much weed? Probably that, but then also my memory is just not good to begin with. That's emotional labor for the chat. That's emotional labor for the chat. Unionize the chat. (laughs) All right. Can we watch the fucking movie Holmes and Watson? Somebody, you're stealing. Okay, let's let's uh, let's watch Holmes and Watson already. Then here comes minutes seventy nine and eighty of 2018's Holmes and Watson. Uh, did I miss something? Watson, what are you yeah. doing in my brain? I'm doing it. I'm communicating without words. I can't focus. I was trying to formulate a plan, oh, and I kept. Getting off track. Holmes, no, you don't. Snap at it. I can't. I'm too emotional. What are you doing? Look behind me. The queen is being blown to bits. You have to take control. You must be detective for both Oh, yeah, of this us. is slow. Sorry. Right. I 
keep accidentally I not running fast do. enough, Estimated and it's just unbearable. Yes. 20, no, 30 feet? Account for ship's movement. Wait, is that a 4 or a 7? Math is so hard. Hold on, what does that X mean? Or is that a plus? What is that thing? Angle of approach? I don't know how to do English with Blizzard Lawrence School. Ah, screw it, John! We're nearly done. Nine, eight. Oh, the bad guy. Seven. Titanic? Yeah, they are. Huzzah! Huzzah for Sherlock Holmes! Sherlock Holmes saved the Titanic! See, that's also a funny... Because we know what happens. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Fun. But I could never have done it without Dr. Watson. Let Watson's name be forever associated with the Titanic. So when you think of your friends and relatives on board that's the Titanic, fun, huh? just remember Dr. John H. Watson. Put hey. All right, everybody, that was uh, Kate's on Talking Simpsons today. I'm on Talking Simpsons, too, apparently. Yeah. Are we both today? What the hell? They put both out today? I think mine's out, out, and yours oh. is on the Patreon. My, oh, I gotcha. Anyway, that was minutes 79 and 80 of Holmes and Watson. We only have, wow, we at this point have, and and I, I honestly think, I think the credits are going to come before this. But if there were no, if the credits were only fifty three seconds long in this movie, we only have four more Holmes and Watson, you know, purchases left, and then we are on to uh, something else. Finally, huh? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, wouldn't that be nice? All right. For some reason, the comrade noticed me. Says, oh, thank you Fine. so much. Sometimes I, feel like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I hear Phantom Kenny cries. Really? I, I think I, I, I know what you mean there. I do know what you mean there. Do you hear it? Um, do you there hear we go. it? Sometimes, but not right now. All right, time to watch minutes 81 and 82 of 2018's Holmes and Watson. Stand down. Dr. Watson, you saved us. Thank you. It has been my pleasure to serve you. Slap is such a funny option. I think we should do it the slap. No, Billy. Oh, she's funny still. I have a confession to make. I'm not actually in love with you. In order to conclude my investigation, it was imperative that I understood what love felt like. I'm sorry to have led you on. I have a confession as well. I was also not in love. I was conducting. There we go. All right, everybody. That was. I uh, thought she was a feral oh, no, sorry. cat. We have one Can more. Can experiment on how easy it is to manipulate the male ego. What? I'm sorry I led you on. Well, I have another confession. I'm just pretending to have a big ego, so as to make you think that your experiment was working, so that I could conclude my experiment on you. Well, I had to leave you on because I was doing an experiment about how men think they can manipulate female scientists while they're doing well, experiments. I have another confession to make. Weird. Lauren Lapkus and Will Ferrell kissing. <laughs> <laughs> you would be shocked to learn that was my first kiss. Weird. Mine as well. Oh, we've already mastered it. <laughs> All aboard! She sails in 20 what minutes! Enjoy your trip on the safest ship to sail. Goodbye. Farewell, Grace. Goodbye, Millie. Make sure you get plenty. It's like a father kissing his daughter on the lips. You know, in an <laughs> his adult daughter on the lips. You know, I am, I am reading Chris Catan's memoir right now. Oh, you are? I know. I um, know. And you have a crazy. Okay, look. 
We have to do one thing first. No, uh, no, I don't want to get fully into it because Drew's coming on the show Friday. Oh, oh shit. Well, okay. Thank you so much for doing you houses make my son. We may get through this motherfucker today. Okay, but can I just say? Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about Chris Kattan's memoir until Friday. That's fine. But there's an alternate universe, and this could be my next PowerPoint. I don't wow. Know. No, it won't. Maybe I'll do a PowerPoint for Drew's show, though. We are. That's what I want to get to, Shampoodler. Apparently, they ripped off my Gervais bit on the Doughboys. Oh, wow. And he pulled the clip. We're going to have to listen to it. Yikes. Anyway, let's continue. Wait, I- <laughs> oh, the, the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know. The disrespect. Catan. There's an alternate universe where Holson Watson is Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. That's true, actually. Do you think that, that there's an alternate... Does that alternate universe... In that alternate universe, is Step Brothers also Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan? Yeah. Interesting. Because... It could work, actually. If you think about it, Will Ferrell's first big movie out of SNL yeah. was Night at the Roxbury with mm-hmm. Chris Kattan. Something happens during that film shoot yeah. that splits up their friendship. And he, and he says that it splits up their friendship, right? Yeah. And they and, were comedy like partners it? at the Groundlings. They did all their comedy together. They look funny together because Chris Kattan's right. a tiny guy. And, and do you want to say not what happened, but what what type of thing happened to Kattan? Because <sighs> it because it's a good tease for Friday's show. Okay, we're gonna tease this every day until Friday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me go back to Maine really quick, and we do owe two more. But go ahead, guys. There's. There's a potential problematic Me Too situation in the mix. That's all I'll say. Do you want to, just so that Chris Kattan's name is not dragged through the mud. Chris Kattan is innocent. Okay. Let's continue. Uh, Continuing with Holmes and Watson right now. Uh, It's time to watch two more. That's Uh, all I'll say. Minutes 83 and 84. Minutes 83 and 84, everyone's like, Katan innocent. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's uh, let's do it. In bed rest. There's a good chance you're pregnant. I hope so. Don't, don't the kissing. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. What a grand ship. Yes. <gasps> What's look? So they die? It's Billy Zay. Sherlock? <laughs> what? Wow. I like he that said joke. Billy Z- it's I Billy lo- Zay. I like that joke. Holmes. Oh. I believe I may have solved the one mystery which has baffled you all these years. What? Oh, you mind? Do you like it? Let's see here. Huh? There's no rape yes, that happened. Stop talking about rape. <laughs> really, you're not just saying that. No, I'm not just saying it. Good. Thank you, Watson. Wow. And I have something for you as well. Is this going to no, be the end please. of the show? No. Movie? Why? I don't deserve anything. My dear Watson, what do you think? It's beautiful. Yeah, why not Brock Lovett? Guys. We're just going to roll it out. Because I don't think there's enough left after this. Before the credits. We're done. Telegram for Professor Moriarty. Professor? Are they setting up for a sequel? <laughs> Boy, who sent this? They were setting up for Holmes and Watson in the Old West. 
<laughs> that ain't happening. That is so funny. That movie's not happening, right? They were setting up for Holmes and Watson Go West. Oh, my wow. God. Maybe I'll just write Holmes and Watson Go West as like a spec. Maybe that's my... Uh, oh, maybe my that's, God. Uh, Can you really write in that voice? Maybe that's the script. I think I could get myself to Eton Cohen's <laughs> voice. I think I could write in the, in the style of an Eton Cohen. <laughs> Jack, there's just no way you're going to write a bad movie com- as bad as Holmes anything. and Watson. Um, all right. You're uh, too talented. That's um, too nice. Right. Oh, that's too kind. <laughs> I want I want everyone to get excited. Friday, we're going to be talking about the Chris Kattan memoir, not as a book club, just as a way, as a means to promote. And on Thursday, we'll be talking about Bad Blood, of course. On Friday, we're going to be promoting. Wednesday, I'll be reading it. That's today. Jack, <laughs> I'm talking here. You disrespectful man. Go ahead. Sexist man. Go ahead. Who hates women. Go ahead. My friend Drew Spears will be coming on the show Friday, and we're going to talk Chris Kattan. Um, and, you know, I'm only up to Chapter 11 right now, but Chapter 10, if you're going to read the book, I recommend just skip to Chapter 10. Really okay. scandalous stuff. If you want to do a mini book club, you could all read Chapter 10 of yeah. Chris Kattan's Everybody memoir. Everybody just read Chapter 10 of Chris Kattan's But you also memoir. don't have to, because we'll, we'll probably be talking about it on Friday. Uh, we're going to be promoting our show next Wednesday. Drew is hosting um, a live book club, comedy book club in L.A. called Cook Blub. Do you want to go to cookblub1.eventbrite.com? Sure. So we can tease the, the event. Eventbrite. And it's like yeah. T-E, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I wrote com. C-O-M-E dot dot. Why'd you write com? I don't know. I just accidentally Do wrote com. Do you like cum. to come? That's not the way that that type of com is spelled, except if it's like the 60s. Okay. They used to spell it like that in like the 60s. In um, books and stuff. Here is here's the event page. All we right. will be Drew's coming on the show to promote this, but the other people that are going to be in this live show, it's a it's oh, a Jamie Loftus. It's is a doing stacked it? show. It's got uh, Carl Tart, Jamie Loftus, Brandon Scannell, me, is. Brad Evans. I know Brad Evans and Haley Hepworth. And Haley Hepworth. Well, I know all of them except for Brand Brendan Scannell. Scannell, I think. Brendan Scannell. He's really, really funny. And so this is at the Blue Rooster. See, this is the thing. I think it's what everyone's doing now is everyone's like finding other locations to do comedy shows in L.A. I think that's good. Yeah, it's better. That's great. I found a new location. Your bedroom. Right your, 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 your office. My home office. Your, your office that we really we should just be renting. We joking. should just be renting I'm this just out. I'm just joking. I don't do a comedy show. We should just be renting this out as a bedroom. Yeah. All right. Sorry for saying comedy. Actually, I think Jack AM makes more than a roommate would contribute. <laughs> yeah, Jack AM does make about what a roommate. Uh, you know, we about what we could get this room rented for. If Jack AM dips below what it could get rented for, then you know you can kick me out. I'll do the I'll do the show in the alley in the Kay. trash alley. This show's future is definitely in the trash alley at some it's point. This sh- we gotta, we got to do a trash alley remote. That is a terrible idea. Trash alley remote. It would be so easy to keep everything. <laughs> what, through, do it through the window. Oh my you god! You could actually trash, could trash alley, alley remote. remote. We are here from the trash alley. Everyone, just move one of the cars. It's technically our space back there. Wow. We can do it back there every day. Oh my god! Trash alley. That yeah. would be such a good show. We should start doing it on the the days when the trash comes, and so we can this like is treat trash it like a live. <laughs> this is trash live, everybody. We are waiting for the trash truck to come to pick up all of these trash cans, and there are about. I want to count about uh, four or five black cans back there. And it's okay. 
Do you think that the recycling truck is going to come first? The or the or no, the truck no, is going to come first? Jack, historically, the recycling truck is late. <laughs> All right, we're just having. Fun. It's Trash AM. You know we what? should have a Trash AM next Wednesday. It's every Wednesday, you know. <laughs> trash AM is funny. Let's do it. Yeah, perhaps. It's so hard to move everything. Do it on the 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 new OBS. Workstation. Oh, yeah, maybe. All right, let's get to some really important business here, Kate, because this is, you know, we're not messing around. First of all, thank you to Shampoodler for pulling this because uh, this sounds pretty messed up to me. What um, is this? Now, this is apparently from the Doughboys. I want to say that the uh, the Vocaroo website. Is this not a topic? No, this is, this is a late-breaking topic. Okay. This is a late-breaking topic. I do want to say that it's funny that the Vocaroo website, which is the website Shampoodler sends like mp3s on yeah uh i mean i do too but it's funny that they specific this little audio uploading website specifically stands with julian assange yikes i do too though I not yikes i do i, I like mean, good you know whatever. not everything whatever not everything but i do like that the website does it's funny all right let's um let's give it a listen uh i i, I thought it was extras but it's a it's a Ricky Gervais one of the Ricky Gervais's wow. show. Wow. favorite. Yeah, I didn't know. Interesting I, fact, isn't it? it? Another interesting fact: God isn't real. God isn't real, mate. Wow. Wow. Those notes that you're hearing, it happened because a meteor exploded in the sky. Oh God! Now I'm just giving bad signs. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bang happened. Wow. And and and, and gases and 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 stars they they all the, the, whatever. I, I, Oi, are you I can't I can't I can't explain the creation of the universe. Rock formed, life forms happened, and then they made acoustic sounds, mate. Oi, are you triggered, mate? Are you triggered, are you mate? Triggered, mate? Because God doesn't exist. God's mate. not real. Are you're you offended? All you're doing, you're getting in the house, you're making weird little symbols on your head, and you're and you and, you, and you're, you're eating some crusty bread, mate. Oi, Ooh. I used to be funny and fat. Now I'm thin and insufferable. <laughs> Does that offend you, mate? Wow. Wow. Uh, Okay. It's over. Wow. Here's here's my takeaway. Yeah. Fully stolen bit. Totally stolen. Because Mitch started it. And Mitch knows. Mitch admittedly watches Jack I Am. He said. Well, I mean, I've also done this bit. You know, I'll I'll make bits about this. I'll didn't joke about this it. in person. Weiger didn't steal it. Weiger made it more about the, you can tell the Weiger, triggered thing. You can tell Weiger didn't steal it because I, I know he doesn't watch Jack A.M. Well, Weiger, you know, uh, Weiger only steals things that go through the text message chain. <laughs> I'm just joking. Weiger is, they're both great. We love the guys. It's all right. It's all just parallel thought. That's all it is. Mm-mm. It's all just parallel. Mitch stole. We're in the parallel lane. Mitch does watch Jack A.M., by the way. He told me once. Well, I mean. He says he watches it all the time. That's not true. <laughs> then, then you lied to me. Wow. Um, I mean, certainly. <laughs> yeah, maybe Mitch is a VOD watcher, but uh, I doubt it. I doubt it, to be honest with you. Um, God, I mean, pretty fucked up. I mean, I, you know what I think? I think I should honestly have Mitch on in a kind of, you know how like Dane Cook came on uh, the Louis show or whatever, and they kind of like, you know, got... And, you know, Dane Cook, I guess, in the long haul, you know, got the better upper. Better than Louie. We, we, like, we like Dane Cook better than Louie in the hey, end of all he this. He dates an 18-year-old girl, and right. he's 40. Well, you like that when it's Kate Beckinsale and... Uh, Which you and always say. Name? You always do say that. 
<laughs> you like when it's Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale. Um, did I say I didn't approve of? I know. I was just saying you like it also. You like them both. I like a cradle robbing baby. Okay. Well, um, we'll talk if, about if Michael. If it's legal, if it's legal, we'll talk about Michael Oh, you like Moby? Are you a Moby fan? I stopped chewing into the mic. I thought I was. Do you like Moby? Um, no. Go no. on record no. as to whether you like Moby or not. He's a Scientologist. And he's also a bit of a Kate Beckinsale. Oh. Uh, Natalie Portman. Moby was a creepy old man with inappropriate interest in me. Natalie Portman has accused Moby, the uh, Grammy-nominated musician, of being a creepy older man who took an inappropriate interest in her when she was still a teenager. Uh, the actress was responding to Moby's claim in his recently published autobiography to have dated her when he was 33 and she was 20. I was a bald binge drinker, and Natalie Portman was a beautiful movie star. But there she was in my dressing room, flirting with me. He wrote in his memoir, then it fell apart. Speaking of Harper's Bazaar, she said, I was surprised to hear that he characterized the very short time I knew him as dating, because my recollection is a much older man being creepy to me when I had just graduated <laughs> high school. He said I was 20. I definitely wasn't. I was a teenager. I just turned 18. That he used this story to sell his book was very disturbing to me. It wasn't the case. There are many factual errors and inv inventions. I would have liked him or the publisher to reach out. I was a fan and went to one of the shows that I had just graduated. We only hung out a handful of time before I realized that this was an older man who was interested in me in a way that felt inappropriate. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a non-consensual situation. Yeah. What I'm talking about is... Consensual. Consensual. I know. I just I hate... This pisses me off because I'm like, that is also Padme. You know what I mean? I know, you gotta ways. protect Podman. I'm like, ugh, we've already seen her go through so much horrendous tragedy. The and fact, heartbreak. okay, I do, we do, we do not, okay, can I just say something, John? What? We do not give Natalie Portman enough credit for surviving child stardom. I agree. Pretty good. We don't do that. Yeah, we don't. We don't give her any credit for don't it. Give her enough credit it's for really, it. It's really, really hard to come out the other side. She went to Harvard after, oh, sorry. Boo! Yeah, now we hate her. <laughs> she went to now we hate her, she dude. She went to Harvard after she did Star Wars. Yeah, no, I think Natalie Portman is She went cool. on to I mean, forge Natalie a Portman normal... Natalie was like 13 yeah. years, like, like 12 years old or something. You know Justice what I mean? Justice for giving credit to Natalie Portman yeah. and for also, surviving child we, stardom. We should give credit to Natalie Portman for... Um, for uh, I think actually Natalie Portman. I think she. Did, I I think her position on Israel has changed. I think it was like good actually. As right? of I remember actually. She yeah. She said Israel's nation state is racist and a mistake on the BBC. Yeah, that was I'm this, like, this past Portman. December. Yeah, she she um she's Natalie is, she's Portman. Israeli, right? She's Israeli. I, well, I don't know if she's Israeli. I think she what may have been mean? born in Israel. She has Israeli and American citizenship. Yeah, she's dual she citizenship. Not, yeah, she was born in Jerusalem. That is crazy, Yeah, actually. sorry. I know about celebrities. Damn, you do, actually. <laughs> but last year, she's like, it's racist and a mistake and all this shit. I'm like, wow. Padme. You know what else we should give her cre credit for? She's good as Padme. Everybody about the prequels. Oh, God. If this is going to happen again, I don't want to do it right now. What? But do what? Just everybody says that there's like no good performances in the prequels, and I'm like, well, actually, we uh, love Podme. No, Podme rules. We love Podme, and you actually love Hayden, and so do I, actually. So, and I don't even, I don't even want to hear about it. Okay, Hayden. I don't need is to so talk good. about fucking Superstore or the prequels or anything. Superstore. Well, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. This show, the sitcom. Yeah, Matt J. Yesterday is just giving me a ton of shit about Superstore. Is that why you were in a bad mood? No, I was in a bad mood because I was like 
hungry and I had gone to the thing and my fucking bank account overdrafted and like not because and I couldn't get my like blood taken because literally I didn't finish that story. I they took me in. They were like, <laughs> we can try to do it. We'll try to do the ultrasound or whatever. And she was like, no, it's just too gassy. She's like, some people are naturally gassy, but the coffee makes it worse. She's like, I can't see anything. You're just too gassy. I swear to God, that's what she said. Literally. Nancy Jay bullying about Oh, Superstore. wow. Thank you so much, um, Slidewinder. That's so nice. That's so kind of you. But literally, I couldn't oh get my, my ultrasound done because they're like, no, you have too many farts in there. Jack. Like, there's just too many farts. And they're never going to be able to read it. <laughs> Let me tell these people something. Yeah, like, if you're one there's of just <laughs> too many farts stored up in there. I want to go into that medical <laughs> office. I, I got to go into that medical imaging office and just give them the truth, which is that you're never going to find Jack without a, a storm <laughs> of gas. I'm going to go in next time having not eaten or drinking coffee and or anything. And they're going to be like, it's and they're too gonna gassy. Be like, are you sure you didn't drink coffee? Can you try to eat for, not eat for 16 hours this time? And they'll be like, we can't see a fucking thing. Jack we can't see anything. Farts constantly. We live in a house full of farts. Every time I walk out my office door, my mouth gets not true. filled with farts. It's not true. Just from breathing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That actually is not true. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. Jack, you too, Moot. So anyways, I couldn't get the um the ultrasound beat because uh I just had too many farts all, you know, all, st- all stored <laughs> up in my stomach. Peon Flux in the chat says, My God, look at these charts. It's all farts. <laughs> she did seem like frustrated or like disgusted. She's like, No, I can't see anything. She was like annoyed by it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought that black coffee counts as nothing. Jack, are you fucking stupid? I thought that it counts as nothing. You're dumb. All right, whatever. <laughs> let's, uh, okay, this Corden AMA, that was a lot of fun. Huh? Oh, my God. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's look at the James Corden AMA. So James Corden, I guess, so I guess this was about, um, they did a fucking carpool karaoke that ended as like a Titanic thing or whatever. Who gives a shit? You'll probably like it because it's fucking, you know, it was like, uh, it's Titanic. It's him and Celine Dion and they end up being in the fucking, you know, the, the, the Titanic pose or whatever. Um, what? Okay. He did a carpool karaoke okay. where it, like it ends with him and Celine Dion doing the oh, right, Titanic okay. pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why they were trying to do this uh, AMA on Reddit. Uh, James Corden went on Reddit and did an AMA. And I'll tell you what, it didn't go... Super hot for James. Oh, uh, really? So he's like, everyone excited to watch the Late Late Show carpool karaoke. I like that clip you special. posted, by the way. We'll play that in here. We'll play that in here. <laughs> I was reminded of that from this thread. People yeah. are talking about that in this thread. Okay, cool. Uh, so he's like, first of all, it's like, we're doing an AMA. And he's like, the AMA is going to be with like me, this guy, Ben Winston, who's also the guy who tried to fucking like, this is like one of his producer guys. And I guess he's, uh-oh. That's. Uh-oh. I guess if it doesn't belong, get it all over the place. It doesn't belong in your face. Uh, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this, Jack is pointing it to a coffee stain on my shirt. <laughs> Sorry. It, brand new. Not one that's like an old one or something like that. She just poured it. You know, unlike you, shirt. I wash my clothing. So isn't isn't coffee not doesn't come out if you do it? Don't you have to if use you like do the... do it dumbly. 
All right. We're on new Reddit now. I switched over to new Reddit. What's new Reddit? I don't know. It's like Reddit, I guess, has different designs or something. Like, this is old Reddit. New Reddit looks like this. Who gives a fuck? I don't care. Whatever. Um, I don't look at Reddit. I don't like to look at Reddit. All right. You know what? I really do want to change my shirt. All right. So let's take a break. Well, then we'll... We we'll barely got into this, so we'll get into it. After and we have a guest coming at eight. Yeah, we have but a guest. we'll we'll you know that'll uh, uh, we're excited about it. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back um, with the James Corden AMA. I'm back. Kate's gonna be back in a second. We both just brushed our teeth because we have a guest coming. Giselle, uh, who's a friend of Scratchy Record, will be joining us. Um, she's an organizer. Uh, here in LA, she works with uh, Extinction Rebellion LA, and they uh, they recently did a uh, an action where they uh, dyed the um, fountain at Universal Studios red. So we'll be talking to her. I don't know if she wants us to use her last name, so I'm just saying Giselle for right now. So we just went and brushed our teeth. Went and brushed our teeth because we have a guest coming today. Kate does it a little longer than me, but I have a slightly better. Electro- electric toothbrush. So, I actually think I can afford to spend a little less time because the the quality of my brush is actually um, a lot higher. Just a much better <laughs> brush. I, I think Kate brushes for too long, actually. She's still in there brushing. It's wild. All right. I will let Bolshevik call in as is a, you know... One of the new traditions. I don't get to. I don't really get to decide what the fuck goes on on this show. So you know, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about today. But but let's hear it. All right, the calls are on. Calls are now available. Yesterday we had a lot of fucking calls. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. I brush my teeth for probably like six minutes. That's what I would say. I, I do like a. <laughs> James Corden? Is that actually James Corden's account? Wow. Okay. Hold on a second here. Uh, Caller, you are on the air. I have been wronged, Jack. Whoa. Not only have I been wronged, Valerie's been wronged. Hold on a second. But Bolshevik has Brown got a complaint. has been wronged. So what the hell is happening? What? How have you been wronged? I'll tell you this. We, uh, me, me and Valerie gave Valerie a ride to the doctor. Yesterday. Oh, you did? Okay, that's very nice. That's and, good. And what do we see? We went, we went to, we went to Cleveland. Yeah. And, and what do we see but a hot dog stand? Okay. We see a hot dog stand. We walk up to the hot dog stand after the appointment. We're thinking, hey, let's get a hot dog. Let's get some hot dogs. And do you know what they tell us? What's that? Do you know what they tell us? They tell us only chips and salsa. They don't have hot dogs no at the hot, hot dog dogs. stand? No. Just chips and salsa. Where? Why? In Cleveland. So uh, Babbler Brown and Bolshevik took uh, Valerie to the doctor, gave uh, Valerie a ride to the doctor after the appointment. They walk up to a hot dog stand. They want to get hot dogs. The guy only has chips and salsa. Hey, that's nice of you to take Valerie. And give no, Valerie that's ride. not the point. The point is the chips and salsa. So what did you do? Did you end up the getting... The hot dog stand... Did you get a a you know a no sort of? Did you get a little uh, a little thing of chips and salsa to eat there on the street? We walked away aggrieved. Wow! And uh, 
when, well, I, when I'm back to mentor. If you want to, if you want to put them on blast so that everyone jumps in there, you know, Yelp and ruins their lives, uh, you can feel free to do that here. But don't. Yeah, they were just two, two, two guys. Not even a brand on the hot dog. Wow, stand. that's really why you got to go to the brand. Really ones. bad. That's why you got to go Jack. brand name. That's why you got to go brand name with the hot dogs. All right. Well, Bolshevik, thank you for the thank call. Thank you. You know, not Cleveland. and. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I, I will address. Muffin Party says I hit the buttons like an old man. I am literally holding the phone away from my face. I have no idea how buttons are being pressed. How does this happen on a smartphone? I don't fucking get it. All right. Good day. All right, Bolshevik. Wow. Wow. Thanks for calling Bolshevik. Hey, why are calls open? Because he asked me to open them. Jack. I opened them just for the Bolshevik. So Thank you so much, Gertz. Thank you, Gertz, for Thank the... Thank uh, And actually, Hebrew National is really good. I'll tell you what, Nathan's is good, too. Jack. God, we are just... Jack, eating up you show let today. the you let the chat rule your life. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I only do this show for two. We hours had a, a day. whole segment to do. Yeah, but and you you're were like in the bathroom. It, you're like instead. By the way, why do you have to go back up before me? Because it was enough time already. It was enough. Okay, was but you don't even say. Already. You don't even say, Kate. I'm gonna go. You just <laughs> go without me. That's fine though. That's you the know vibe a normal show. show. A normal show would be like, Kate, let's go back. A normal show would be at a fucking. Stage and there'd be people working on it. Okay, it but why at, do you, you know, want to start the show without me? Do you? I don't want to. I want to ensure that everyone is to, having. No, I want to say, ensure. Kate, let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's start. I want to ensure that we are keeping the show at a good pace and no one at home. Ab- absolutely, is and I won't. Bored. I won't begrudge you that. But yeah. what's the reason to not tell me you're starting? I'm a weird guy. <laughs> I'm a weird guy. Thank you, Liscrow. Liscrow. That's so great. That's so nice. By the way, that you are right, Kate. That it's very nice of uh, Babbler Brown and Bolshevik to give Valerie a ride. I know. That's I very think, cool. It's very I think, touching. I just. I think it's in a good a good example of allyship. If you know someone in your life who, hey, anyone really, but especially if they're trans and they don't have a way to get their, to their doctor's appointment, or they do, but they don't like, and but you can accompany them or give them a ride. That's an easy way to, if you don't have money to give someone, you can help out in other ways. You this can is give very someone true. a ride. This is true. This is true. Very cool. Or very just cool. be a friend to hang out. Yeah, you do. Uh, I remember I, I used to hang out in the Kaiser waiting room. Is that true? While Joan was getting her hormone oh, well, yeah. appointment. I thought you just meant in general. I, when you first said that, I was like, I thought you were like, you just went to Kaiser to see, like, <laughs> does anyone need a friend? <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Like, I used to hang out in the Kaiser <laughs> waiting <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, that's what I should start doing. What if I just went to the Kaiser <laughs> waiting room and was hey, like... like What's going? What's wrong with you? What like that? you feeling sad today? What about, is that your impression of me? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Wait, do that again. That's how. How are you? That's how I am to you. That's how you are to me, literally, quite literally. I'll like be laying in the bed, and you're like, I'll like reading, and you're like, put your head like between the book, and you're like. There's Jack. <laughs> There's my Jack. There's my little husby. He's so small. <laughs> Don't tell them how I talk right. to you in private. Giselle is coming soon. Giselle is coming <laughs> soon. Okay, Giselle's All coming right. soon. We gotta talk about Corden because she is not gonna care about this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's let's finally <laughs> fucking get into this. Okay, so, this is uh, truly uh, this is one for the Jack AM books because you've seen this saga. Here, yeah. If you've watched the show every day, let me yeah. catch them up. So Jack. Yeah. Recently, uh, called James Corden out 
for a time where he came into the WGA yeah. meeting mm-hmm. about late night packets and was the first to speak. Well, you'll find out more about this, but yeah. basically, then Corden and Jack got into a live Twitter fight. Yeah. Live on the air. It's yeah. actually a podcast episode of the show if you want to listen back to it. Um, it may be easier to find as the podcast yeah. version. Very hard to deal with all this video. <laughs> but it's um, it's worth a listen or a watch because yeah. basically James and Jack get into it and we're watching it unfold with the chat's commentary. It's really good stuff. <laughs> um, which, if you can find the Twitch VOD yeah. anyway. so you can see the chat, that would so, be great. So, so James Corden goes on Reddit to do an AMA uh, basically to promote this new fucking Celine Dion you know, carpool karaoke or whatever. Um, and so he goes on Reddit. First of all, he brings like eight people from the show to do it. It's like, I'm James Corden. Ask uh, ask me anything. It's like James Corden, Ben Winston, Diana Miller, Lauren Greenberg, Glenn Clements, Kate Dowd, Tom Jarvis, whatever. Um, he only ends up in, in this uh, AMA answering like a few questions if i turn on q and a mode see i'm learning how to do reddit a little bit if you turn on q and a mode you can kind of see what their answers are they're all like pretty badly downvoted and shit uh, um actually i guess these ones are not uh, uh here but they're just like they they only answered questions about like uh, um you know how long does it take to film <laughs> or like does does james really drive the car and shit like that um but you'll even see in like the even these ones, it's like, how long do you film compared to the edited length? Does a lot of stuff get left out? We generally film between two and three hours, so yes, a lot gets left out. We boil it down to around twelve minutes. Tom, do you leave out the parts where James is being an asshole? Uh. <laughs> so let's turn off Q and A mode here and see what the most upvoted uh, replies are here. Um, so okay, this is I have to like refresh or whatever. I don't know the fuck to do this. Uh, uh, best maybe. Yeah, here we are. So the top comment here is, remember when James Corden showed up to a private WGA meeting to advocate for lower pay grade for late night writers? What was that all about? What the fuck? Please tell me this is just a rumor. It's not. A late night writer named Jack Allison. Now, late night writer is doing a lot of work there. That's, that makes it sound like the present tense. They should say... <laughs> they should say a disgraced and punished late night disgraced writer. Disgraced and punished. A disgraced and punished former Jack, late night writer. the only one disgracing and punishing is yourself <laughs> to yourself. A, a, disca- a disgraced and pun- punished former late night writer. <laughs> punished? Why do you try to pun it? Because I'm, I'm replaying Metal Gear 5, and they call him Punished Snake <laughs> that game but i think i am i am uh <laughs> punished no one punished you Jack. i uh, disgraced and punished no you're not <laughs> late night writer call them out for it on twitter you can read about it and see Cor- what is Cor- pay pig pay pig um it's like what i don't even you know what we'll talk about it when you're older <laughs> uh, tldr version of james gordon uh <laughs> I'm allegedly showed up to a wga <laughs> union meeting for the late night writers and executive producer and none of the writing staff whatever they basically say that like uh it is true um and then people get into like what people get paid in hollywood then other people in here are like, this is like, what a shit thing to do. The guy seems like a nightmare showbiz. Kate, you're a little cunt. Um, I'm going to turn to you whenever. Well, that will Brit- come but up. if you're British, I'm it not, means something else. I'm not. I'm not. But I think there might be some Brits in here. Can I say cunt? You are. You can. So it's like. I am. You are a cunt. You are allowed to say cunt. No, you are one so you can say it. Oh, my God. Is what God. you were saying. Uh, <laughs> you are well, allowed. Well, you are. Well, you are one. You are allowed. Well, you are one, so. 
Whatever. <laughs> we are um, You're let's keep let's keep looking through this um this Reddit thread. There's a couple <laughs> What the fuck? That is so clearly not what I said at all. All right. Let's look at this one here. Because like this is why everyone on Reddit hates him is that I guess every time like Reddit threads come up about like who is an asshole celebrity in real life or whatever, um, this so Kate, you'll have to read a couple of the words here for me. Um, she's just texting. I'm texting our guest. Jo- oh, is she here? No, oh, okay. Um, I'm giving parking instructions. Okay, cool. Um, Sorry, continue. Let's see here. So. Let's see. Uh, anything? Okay. Every time an ass Reddit comes up asking about asshole celebrities, your name inevitably comes up. How do you respond to this? Are any of the a- uh, anecdotes true? Thank you, Leslie. Massive. Cunt. In person. I saw uh, a League of Their Own filming live. Through multiple tantrums over minor things at the production staff, with him being incredibly rude to them, which made the other regulars seem very awkward like it was usual. Between each take, the other celebs would be chatting amongst themselves, bantering about. James was glued to his phone. Cool. At the end of the filming, just got up to go get... Uh, the people got up to go get pictures with James and he massively kicked off shouting at people to go away and go back to their seats. Then the few he did let pictures uh, have with him, he was moody as whatever. Uh, afterwards, we went to a VIP tent uh, as such for a beer. We were guests, anonymity for obvi- obvious reasons. And the celebs were going to be joining us. The other celebs came and spoke with people. James came in for a brief moment. Someone asked politely for a quick picture. He abruptly said later and then fucked off to, I'm guessing, he's, uh, his changing room uh, for the rest of the night. Uh, seems like... Seeing him like that made me realize everything you see on TV is a complete persona, and his natural personality is just a complete self-entitled. Kind. Also, Rampart. And Rampart is a uh, reference to, like, another disastrous AMA or something like that. Um, let's see a couple more here. What a I did, cool guy. I did pull a couple more stills here. And then there's an infamous story about him that we'll look at uh, uh, in just a moment here. Let me pull this up. Because these are great. Um, let's see. Here's a couple more from the AMA here. We have... Uh, Hi, James. Thanks for doing this AMA. As an aspiring, com- an aspiring comedian, uh, looking for some advice to make it big in the industry, you're a big source of inspiration for me, so it mean a lot of... Uh, uh, it would mean very much me if you replied. Also, if it's true that you are an asshole... <laughs> okay. Uh, why do you treat fans like shit? Okay. Uh, hey, just wanted to say thank you. He isn't you. like... Fr- I, I get that you're not entitled to, um, you know, your fans' time or taking. I actually think and it's people a little get more... people get overwhelmed by taking pictures. I, but I do think if you're a late night host, part of your job is you're kind of like. I would actually also say like supposed to, right? I mean, it's more of the a like, little bit more than a regular being, I think celebrity. It's more like being shitty to crew and stuff like yeah. that. That it's pretty annoying. Um, hey, just also th- by the way, if anyone wants, if you're famous and like someone that is a fan of you like wants to take a picture or something like, and they're being nice about it, like, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, you wouldn't really be famous if you didn't have fans, right? right? Uh, hey, just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to do this AMA for the Reddit community. I really don't know much about the work you do, and if it's anyone's fault, it's mine. I don't watch too much television. I mainly stream stuff. Anyways, on to the question. I recently heard that you're an asshole in real life. Any truth to this? Mm-hmm. Can you please stay in the States and not come back to the UK? <laughs> okay. okay. Um, here's a nice one. Uh, uh, this was from an old thread. Like uh, an old thread. Four of, days like, ago. 
Uh, yes, uh, uh, can confirm. He has this thing where he won't talk to anyone bar the most senior crew. He treats everyone else like crap. Once witnessed him have a meltdown because the script supervisor, whose job is partly to ensure continuity and keep dialogue true to script, spoke to him directly when the director was occupied. Script supervisors normally filter issues through the director. He thinks he's above everyone else. Just can't compute people like that. We all started somewhere. Just be nice to people, particularly when they're working hard to make you look good. All right, whatever. Um... Here's okay. Here's a story. Here's a story actually that might change your mind on Corden a little bit. Okay, okay? I'll, I'll read this story for Corden uh, that I was reminded of, and then we'll watch a little video. And then we're off Corden. We're off Corden. Then we're on to Giselle. Um, uh, okay. Half an hour into a New York to London flight, passengers in business class <laughs> oh, yeah. noticed a woman with a crying baby being brought through the curtains by a. Why does this attendant. look like you retyped it or something? I didn't. This is like it was in like a gossip magazine okay, it okay. was like came out as a it's like from it's from pop bitch i think is what it's from or something like okay. that it's like i don't know Sounds half like an hour into a new york to london flight passengers in business class notice a woman with a crying baby being brought through the curtains on the flight uh, by the flight by a flight attendant they looked on in mild horror as they saw attendant director to an mc seat next to james corden Expecting a huge celebrity celebrity hissy fit to kick off, Corden's cabin mates were uh, impressed to see that he didn't say a word or make any sort of complaint. He simply put on a pair of noise-canceling headphones, pulled an eye mask over his eyes, and turned away from her to sleep. Um, pretty decent of him, right? When the plane landed, though, passengers were surprised to see Corden remain seated as the woman with the baby struggled to open the overhead locker. And even more surprised when she turned to Corden and said, For fuck's sake, can you at least hold the baby while I get the bags down? The woman was his wife. The baby was his baby. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? That makes me so mad. That makes me so fucking mad. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you think he thinks just because he's like the host of um yeah. a fucking late yeah. night show, he doesn't have to like take care of his own child when his wife is struggling right next to him? That's, That's so funny. fucking terrible. Right. Now let's watch this clip. This was from actually. This he is a cunt. He, this, I, I, you said it. Not I. He is a cunt. Not I. Not I. Um, let's watch this clip. This is actually, I posted this on Twitter last night. It's funny as fuck, though. This actually aired on Corden's show. Guillotine Energy says cool. This is when uh, uh, Kimmel went on Corden and they played some game called, it was called like. Truth uh, or Dare something? No, it's. Um, it's spill your guts or fill your guts. So it's like you have to answer a question. Oh, that's actually a good that's Or a else good you game. have to like eat something gross or whatever. So Andy um, Cohen does a similar game. Let's watch uh, when uh, Kimmel was on uh, spill your guts or fill your guts with uh, Corden. Name? There we go. Hold on. There we go. This is great. So he's he's famously bad to his crew. Yes. And we've read stories about it just now. So let's let's watch this. Name two of the cameramen in this room. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is so much better than James Gordon in every way. It's a a different crew tonight, actually. Terrible, shameful, that <laughs> shameful. Shit is too funny. Okay, you know what? I've, I actually like how the other camera guy, I, like as we're doing this. I think Kimmel knew. I think Kimmel knew. I think everybody. Yeah, I, I think Kimmel knew. We, everyone knows that he's like kind of like a shit guy to but, his but like. Can I crew just say? And, well, as we're watching this, Kimmel 
knows everyone on his crew. Yes. He now, does- Kimmel's a weird guy in his own way, and there is a sort of like, there is like, there's a there's weird elements to the like, we're all family thing, but yes, he does no, know who everyone is. Okay. He does know the names of everybody at the show, pretty Granted, much. Granted, I didn't work for Kimmel, and you did, but... Yeah, Kimmel has his problems, but he's not Corden. My, my experience with him is he's like, he goes out of his way to be like so so nice to everyone. He was so nice to me, and I was just one of his writer's girlfriends at the time. We weren't even married. He like you know like was very very kind, and he's very good like to his employees. Uh, he knows their names at the very least. James Corden apparently he screams it's. I think if you're in a position of power, the least you can do is be nice. Come on, be nice. <laughs> yeah, no, James. James Corden, Corden not only is he mean. He's like he's like also I think he's like surrounded by this cadre of producers that came over with him from UK. One of them is this Ben Winston guy, and I think that they just like let him live on a cloud and like you know they all kind it's of so conspire. Why with each coddle? Other or why coddle? He's not even that famous. Like why? Yeah. Why does he get? How does he get yeah, this out of him? I don't know about that. <laughs> I think that sometimes though that people do it the wrong way around. Like you know someone works really hard and they mm. become a comedian mm. and they work and they get a big show, then they get offered a, a chat show in, you know in, you know in America mm. and they take that and they sort of work their way down from a comedian to a bloke who's looking for hits on YouTube the next day because no one watches late night do you yeah. know what I mean yeah it's yeah. like they've worked their way down oh, he's yeah. you know? and I just think that um hey look Gervais there's, there's nothing too. like it, 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 it feels like they've given up their um, their dream to do a day job, mm. sitting in a suit behind a desk talking to other people. Yeah, well, I don't disagree with that. And and and, and also, God ain't real, mate. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to do the God that ain't dope. real, mate. I'm not doing that Doughboys bit. Yeah. I don't rip people wow. off. So Actually, I'm not going to be doing any. Uh, hey, look. I'm not going to be doing that Doughboys material here. Your water bottle. Uh huh. All right. Given to my family. <laughs> okay. Whatever. He gave us. A gift of water. Oh, what a wonderful thing. I like, by the way, in this clip, in the clip where uh, he can't name his cameraman, one of the other camera guys specifically widens out. This was to, Jack Severance. To include. No, he wasn't. Jack wasn't fired. He quit. I did quit. Uh, uh, and you don't get severance when you, you quit. You don't get severance when you quit. Though you should. <laughs> I like that they specifically widen out to uh, get this cameraman. I know in it, there. it's so smart. In there, I mean, hey, the cameraman. I'll the tell one. you what, Adam McKay. Don't piss off Adam the McKay said that I was fired from the Kimmel show, and he was wrong about that. He had to he had to issue a correction. Yeah, uh, he had to issue a uh, a correction about that. So don't get a don't be. A <laughs> is this still up? Never... Yeah, of course it is. So don't, you know, don't get it twisted or you might find yourself uh, having to apologize, make a public ap- uh, apology, you know. Shampoo alert. You should probably make a public apology to the chat because uh, I did not quit. I did not. Jack uh, Allison was not fired, was not from, fired Kimmel. from the he Kimmel quit. show. I apologize for the error. <laughs> that man was nominated for an Oscar. That man was nominated for an Oscar. And won. He won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Did Good you know? In, I learned in Chris Kattan's book that Adam McKay is the first SNL person to ever win an Oscar. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> oh, who's talking about Adam McCabe? Uh, that's not what we're talking about. Because oh, someone was like, adulterer in the chat. We're not talking about that out of respect and admiration for... And I won't even person, say the name. The other person yeah, the other... involved with that. Yeah. But there's so much funny stuff. 
I won't be engaging in this lowly gossip. There's stuff right. about it that is... Nope. Anyway, uh, so what What else? Any other Corden stuff? No. Okay, let's move on to... Okay, well, can I just say, did you talk about Kim Kardashian versus Jack in the Box? I did, but... All right. We did it in a way that was actually better and more respectful. You would have been very annoyed. Why? Uh, I'll show you actually really quickly. Uh, we did this yesterday on the show, but you know because they all just were doing it to raise their profile. Um, yeah. We went ahead and blurted out all the uh, people that were involved with it, and we didn't mention the name of that name you just said. Oh, okay. Because I don't redacted want versus brand. redacted. Redacted versus redacted right. is what we did there. Because okay. I don't need all the brands getting free, you know, awareness. All right. Off of this, <laughs> and they're all brands that you're that you're blacking out. Oh shit! Yeah, well, that there's that coming up, everybody. All right, Avenatti Icarus, redacted. So is Giselle here? Is the uh, is she parking or should we? Should uh, we she's uh, not contacting me this morning. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving then. Let's keep on moving again. No, we're not going to talk about fucking all in the family and Jefferson's lives today. I'll tell you what though, this is something. How about this? What about we do a bounty board at the end of the show today of of all things? Do you think they'll let us do a bounty board when I've said cunt so many times? Yeah, they will. We will be doing a bounty board at the end of this program for Hearthstone. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'll be doing a Hearthstone uh, bounty board of, uh, of the new Dalaran heist. That's awesome. We'll be doing the... The Dalaran heist uh, single player thing. Kate Jack thing. Do I have to build a fucking Norman deck for this? I, I don't know. I don't have a deck. You know anymore. what? You should get Connor on the phone. Yeah, it'd be good if Connor could help out. If Connor was around, I'll text could, him. Just let him uh, tell him. Tell me if you. Oh, you don't have to build a deck. Okay, cool. I mean, I like Hearthstone well enough. I bought so many fucking Hearthstone cards. I stopped playing because they like changed the rules, and I was like, I spent so much money. On these stupid fucking cards, and now they're not like usable anymore. Now I get it, you know. I do guess I do get that, you know, uh, that it was like unbalancing the game. But come on, come on! I bought too many stupid fucking cards to be treated that way. Anyway, we'll be I'm playing. Asking uh, Lil Seltz if he wants to. We'll uh, be advertising call that in later on for that. Hey, um. Did Still? I get a haircut? No. Well, I mean, I got one a while ago. Not since my last one. I didn't. <laughs> Jack is growing out his hair, but he's tr- trimming the bottom part. Well, yeah, this part gets trimmed, but then this part stays long is the, uh, is the idea. We want you to oh, be... Oh, she's seven minutes behind. Giselle's seven minutes behind. Who said that? Is she in the chat? Scratchy Record said it. Are you coming with her? No, she said she texted with her. Oh, okay. And she said she texted us, too, but maybe she didn't You know, get I didn't it right. get it. Uh-oh. I don't want an all-right haircut. Kate... Tells me what to do with my fucking hair. That's all it is. I'm almost there. I texted you guys, I think. Oh, shit. I gave them the wrong number. <laughs> oh. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, should we just do something? How about this? Do you guys know about... Does everyone know about the, the Borowitz Report? You know about the Borowitz Report? <laughs> yes, I do. So uh, like, it's the bad one. We'll just do this until until Giselle gets here. I wanted to just like look through some of the Borowitz report thing, and then I do have a little bit of uh, clips. I have some uh, clips here. Here's the Borowitz report, everybody. And I just searched. I, was I like, sent her the wrong phone number. <laughs> oopsie. Um, here's the kind of jokes that uh, Andy Borowitz does over here. 
Alabama Senate to vote <laughs> votes to virtually eliminate tourism to Alabama. That's, is that funny? <laughs> is that funny? Trump urges Americans to boycott Chinese goods and just buy things at Walmart. <laughs> that Trump would be so foolish, <laughs> so foolish, to believe that the things at Walmart are not <laughs> made in China. Trump is furious that another baby is getting all of the attention. <laughs> Connor can't join you during the stream. That's fine. He's got class. Barr is unable to give an honest answer to drive through window at Arby's. What does Barr look like? You don't know what William Barr looks like? He looks like a, it's like a big fat guy, I guess. A big, big fat old guy. This is his second time doing this, by the way. Sarah Huckabee Sanders accuses the media of an anti-liar bias. <laughs> Putin is almost done redacting the Mueller report. <laughs> I like the voice you're doing for Andy Borowitz. <laughs> you know, this is quite, this is humor, everybody. If you don't know about humor, this is humor. If you're a humorist, you like this. This is humorist. Trump, Trump names Lori Laughlin education secretary. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm over this already. <laughs> All right. I found a video of him. He like does live Borowitz reports. Uh, you kind of look like Bar. So Bar kind of looks like an older version of We're just going to watch this until Giselle gets here. Thank you so much. Oh, man. This crowd. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, before we begin, I just have one question to ask you. Andy Borowitz is uh, kind of hot. Do we have any Borowitz Report readers here tonight? We do. There's the Borowitz Report crowd. Is that Joe Biden? Well, you are not familiar with the Borowitz Report. Um, every day. He's hot, Jack. I make shit up. Borowitz is hot. I make it's shit like, up. How do I describe it? Are you familiar with Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Are you familiar with Sarah Huckabee you know what? Sanders? Maybe, all of these articles are funnier when he's Brett hot. Cavill. Shut up. He's not hot. He looks like Ichabod Crane. That's hot to me. Alcohol. Wait. He loves it. He's talking about... He loves it. Now, the FBI, as you know, was... I have two types. Long, skinny, and ugly, and short and handsome. Oh, great. <laughs> you are messed up. <laughs> I would like to investigate his presence. Can I sponsor Gert's Garden? Yeah, I mean, I sure. Well, I don't guess. I don't know. I because guess so. you know what? <laughs> you would do that if he was applying for a job at Staples, for example. You would. Ah, look now, out the. Brett Kavanaugh what's the, said what's the age, the, the average age here? He's had too much oh my God, drink. he's so hot. He checks <laughs> I love the, the nose. The chart. nose is hot. You know that chart that we're always checking as non-alcoholics. He's not but telling he, any he jokes. He checks that chart. I think he carries it around... Yeah, but he's hot. Constitution. He he carries it around with <laughs> you know, his pocket constitution. I have a slightly different method. He's a for thought. determining if someone has had too much to drink. I check to see if they yell at the top of their lungs, <laughs> and then if they suddenly start sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> Is that I David Cross? That would not go over well at Staples. <laughs> the lowest of all jobs, of They'd course. They'd be like Brett. The lowest job there is. The Can you imagine a lower job? 
He kind of has an emo haircut. Graduated magna cum laude from Harvard Get College. Imagine putting that into your uh, president of the Harvard Lampoon, of I course. Mean, seriously, ladies and and also wrote for Hasty Pudding Theatricals. And the guy sitting next to me cool. acted the way Brett Kavanaugh did at his confirmation here. Oh, my fucking God. Hang on I a second. Here. Do you not know about the Hasty Pudding Society, Jack? The Hasty Pudding Theatricals, known informally simply as The Pudding, is a theatrical society at Harvard University known for its burlesque cross-dressing musicals. Uh-oh. The Hasty Pudding is the oldest theatrical organization in the United States and the third oldest in the world, behind only the Comédie Francois and the, or- <laughs> the Oberamgau Passion Players. We all know those super funny theaters. <laughs> <laughs> is it like there it is of course the hasty pudding lobby whatever why what is with the fucking ivy leagues and everybody has to be in like barbershop quartets and shit why is it that everybody who ends up like running the entire world needs to like dress and like do like acapella groups and shit what the fuck is going on why do they do this shit what the hell uh... all right Let's keep going. Okay. Moving down a few stools. <laughs> I really would. Now, look, I would never come between a Harvard man grad, 1980. That didn't even land with the Borowitz crowd. But there are some jobs that I don't want a binge drinker to do, okay? Like, I don't want him to be my surgeon, for example. And Got I don't it. want him to be my Uber driver. And I don't want him on the fucking Supreme Court. I don't. That was kind of a smug face. Would you like to know what television show this man created? What? What? I'll give you a hint. He wore. He won an NAACP Image Award what? for the series. What show? What show did Andy Borowitz create? Created? Oh my God! Wait, what? Why not just go to rehab, you know, and then... He created... It would be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He created the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He created the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I had no idea. He created the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, my God. That show is good. Jack, that show is good. Yeah, sure, fine. Wait. Bizarre. That show is good. He must be so rich. Oh, my God. In the late 1990s, Borowitz began emailing humorous news parodies to friends. In 2001, he founded the Borowitz Report, a site that posts one 250-word news satire every weekday. Every weekday. Whoa. Can you believe without Andy Andy Borowitz, Will Smith would not have done collateral beauty? When I was a little boy... Or Aladdin... um, I would watch the news, and I would see all the terrible things that were going on. You know, Vietnam. So he's just a mega rich Harvard grad guy who does this as just a little a trifle. When I'm a grown up, this is a vanity project. I hope that there are other grown ups in the world that know how to handle all this shit, (laughs) because I sure as hell will not be up to the task. And so imagine my disappointment now that I am a grown up. To see that there's a tremendous scarcity of grown-ups. Oh, boy. Able to handle it. I mean, one grown-up that I can think of is like Barack Obama as a grown-up, right? Got a net worth of $10 million. And tonight, I'm very honored because we're in the presence oh, of here we go. another 
grown up. And with no further ado, he is the ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, represents California. Ladies and gentlemen, Representative Adam Schiff. Adam? Yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah, of course. There we go. Have a seat. <laughs> of course. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate it. With all the terrible things going on in the world right now, it's actually sort of like kismet because I can't think of anybody better to be here talking to us tonight than you. So, um, this is in t October 2018, by the way. Thanks for coming. I really do appreciate it. Well, it's a treat to well, be well, here. Well, thank you, you, of course, Andy. Uh, this is the only kind of fucking thing I do. This is literally the well. I'm such a so happy to be here because coming to little festivals and shit where I you know sit in front of people uh, who listen to NPR. That's like the only fucking thing I do as the congressman from where Jack lives, as Jack's congressman. Uh, all I do is sit around on stages like this with a little water bottle, looking, of course, like the uh, the jigsaw puppet from Saw, as I do. And I don't really have a southern accent. <laughs> anyway. You when your email pops up in my inbox, it's the only good news of the day. Uh, almost <laughs> wow. every day I, I, for me. And I, I want he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. My congressman... My congressman believes that the highlight of his day is getting the Borowitz report in his fucking email. Ugh. What a fucking... Now, thank you for that. Uh, if you weren't to making us laugh, we'd all go mad. Oh, uh, well, thank, well, thank you. I am going... Um, you know, he needs to be primaried. Up, they'll say, like, oh, man. For this alone, he needs to be primaried. He just said that if it weren't for Andy Borowitz... Jack, run. Hey, can I say something? What? I took a, I took a, a comedy writing class at college. Yeah. And the teacher was like, yes, I'm, an, I'm a comedy writer. I've been writing comedy. He's probably some fucking Harvard guy, too. Yeah. And he made us write Borowitz articles as one of our homework assignments. I should, I should see if I can find mine somewhere. Please do. I wrote. I think Please I. Please see I've if you can find your spec Borowitz report that you had to write at NYU. I've written that the teachers at NYU <laughs> make you write fake Borowitz reports. Uh, and the how much debt do you hold for that that <laughs> education again? How much is that? Like seventy thousand dollars. Seventy thousand dollars. Gotcha. Okie dokie. I mean, as of today, that's at the Tisch School of the Arts, right? <laughs> the NYU Tisch School of the I Arts. I think it was a Gallatin course. Okay. It was an elective. It wasn't <laughs> okay. one of my required courses. Gotcha. I took it just for shits and giggles. All right, let's watch this. One one of the many things you did that were amazing is creating the show Fresh Prince of Bel Air, with thank Will you. Smith, of course. Yes, thank and you. Most of the people here, I'm sure you know it. Um, how did a white guy from Shaker Heights, Ohio, end up creating a show about a hip-hop guy from Philadelphia? That's a good question. Not a bad question, uh, Dean Ob Obadala. Well, Will Smith, I guess, was famous before Fresh Prince, right? Well, we should find out. Well, it was um, obviously a natural choice, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know it's, it was interesting. I was under contract to NBC, and NBC... Uh, was run by this very smart guy at the time. Packaging. Okay. It's packaging. He got packaged with someone who else is, who it was their idea. This okay. is a showrunner, folks. Uh -oh. We got a showrunner. Jack. 
who got packaged. Jack's mad. Named Brandon Tartikoff. Mm-hmm. And um, Tartikoff came to me and he Executive. said, um, said there's, have you ever heard of the Fresh Prince? Because that was Will's rap, rapper name. And I said, I've heard of Prince. <laughs> I really. So Will Smith got packaged with, with Andy fucking Borowitz. The show is good. Showrunner, scum. The show, the show is good. I knew though. less about hip hop than anybody. Here's, I'll tell you the entire, my entire knowledge of hip hop at that point. Do you think he's the guy that fired Aunt Viv? Because he's canceled. Maybe. And he's canceled. The Run DMC Aerosmith version of Walk This Way. So, in other words, I would say, what do those two things have in common? White people, yes. I was like not at all um, steeped in hip hop. I had to, but the scary thing was, I was around 30 years old. And an NBC, that made me like in the younger cohort. Like that made me like somebody who maybe could sit down in a room with Will Smith. Wow, what a what a fucking what a wonderful origin story. An executive thought that they needed to bring you on to oversee Will Smith to do the show. Unbelievable. You created a wonderful idea. How did the act of creation come out of out of your fertile mind, Andy Borowitz, Harvard guy, president of the Harvard Lampoon? Wow, Jack's mad. So what they wanted I to do... I fucking hate the Harvard guys. ...was they wanted to do, do you know some I have a friend kind of who's the, out of was the president of the show. Harvard Lampoon? Who is it? I'll kick his ass. <laughs> I can fight anybody that went to Harvard. I'm just joking. Oh, my I, God. I actually cannot. They would beat the shit out of me. They probably do like... He's in, actually a short... They he, probably do he, like intramural like uh, uh, acapella wrestling or some shit. <laughs> Could get the know, fuck out of me. He was my friend in high school. We used to do no. improv together. Yeah. Okay, good. That's the one concept they had. And the other asset that they had was the guy who had brought uh, Will Smith to NBC's... Uh, uh, awareness was Quincy Jones, and Quincy had me over to his house cool. in Bel Air, and he started Wonderful telling story. me all these stories about his children growing up wealthy in Bel Air, and that was kind of the show. I said, "Well, okay, Rashida so you just Jones. take Will, because you know." They're... So other people told you ideas, and you were like, "Yeah, that sounds good." That Quincy could be the Jones show. was an executive producer at the time. On NBC Prince. had ideas like, "Oh, it's gonna be like so... Beverly Hills Cop," you know. And I explained to them that was actually a very successful movie that has already been done. So <laughs> let's actually come up with something that people <laughs> won't recognize and sue us over. So, um, so I just thought, you know, if you took somebody like Will there he is. Um, and you moved him into a family like Force. Quincy's, you know, that could be fun. And then, really, in terms of you know the whole issue of writing for um, an African American performer and cast, and on really, he seems super uncomfortable saying African American. Yeah, he really does. Um, he like really is in, like obsessed with how different like black people are from white people. He's like, he's like, and for a white person to be writing a rap show, okay. unthinkable. We might have to. I think our guest is here. For a white to white a write a uh, can rap we wrap show? this up? Can we wrap this up? All right, up? that's it for Andy Borowitz. Speaking of rap, can I we said wrap literally this that up? we would watch Andy Borowitz Jack, show Giselle got here. Speaking and of, she's here. Jack, speaking of rap, yeah. Can we wrap this up? Yeah, we're wrapping this up. Goodbye, everybody. We'll be back in a few uh, minutes. This with is Giselle. a story all about how my life got twist turned upside down. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, uh, We're this back. Is Giselle. This is well, Giselle Gonzalez. We, yeah, let's give a warm chat welcome to our guest, Giselle Gonzalez. There we are. Hi. So you have to talk pretty close to the microphone. She's there. A, a camera. According to Scratchy Record, <laughs> who, who connected us with Giselle, she's a camera assistant <laughs> and activist, um, which we already knew. You didn't have to say that in the chat. Yeah, you didn't have to say we it. We did our research. We did our research. We, we did we, our we, research. We read about you, Giselle. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you're, you're a camera assistant. You've been working also with... Uh, uh, 
It is uh, XRLA, right? Uh, um, which, let me just get my document here. So I didn't do my that good of my research or whatever. <laughs> I didn't, like, memorize it or anything like it's that. Okay, it's know. Extinction Rebellion LA that mm-hmm. you work with. Here. Yes. So uh, uh, tell us a little bit about that. What is that group? Well, basically, Extinction Rebellion was originally formed in the UK. It's a group that's, like, non-hierarchical. It's kind of about direct action, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like, getting on the streets and stuff. And um, it's a it's a, based around climate change mm-hmm. organizing for climate change mm-hmm. that's cool yeah basically es- the, the, the point of it is like escalate the conversation and mm-hmm. shift the overton window because the tactics that people have been using in relation to climate change for the past like three or four decades obviously are not ch- it doesn't effect- seem to be working it's not working it doesn't seem to be working Incre- incremental to the point of fully <laughs> like not there's, there's incremental and then there's like just not doing anything really yeah so, uh, uh, <laughs> So yeah, how long? Uh, 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 so this started in London. You said mm-hmm. uh, XRLA. Mm-hmm. How long? Uh, uh, how long has, have you guys been organizing out here in Los Angeles? Since about October or November. Okay, cool. Because they just they they were existed for a couple of years in London, and then mm-hmm. they had their first splash in October. Mm-hmm. And we kind of in the U.S. were like, "Ooh, we should try doing that." They did like a mass die-in or something mm-hmm. like that. In yeah. So can can we talk about that? what that is? A die-in. Ma- yeah, a, a die-in. Yeah, yeah. It's basically well. Um, you you act like you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you go and like. So, I have a fr- so Jake, how many Jake people Flores, showed up for that? Jake in the Flores UK? told a story about that on his stand up, right? That he like Jake Flores, uh, it's a friend of ours. He went uh, uh, to one of these mass die-ins for Black Lives Matter, but he mm-hmm. wasn't told that it was going to be a die-in. <laughs> so they all just walked there, and everyone died, and he was just like standing there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so where did they where did they do this die-in? And uh, I in think London? they did it at the Natural History Museum. Yeah, nice. like yeah. That. And so what, what have you guys done out here in, in L.A. with uh, yeah. XRLA? Mostly the big things that we've done are we did our launch, which mm-hmm. was like the U.S. launch in January, which was like swarming, which is basically just like taking the streets and mm-hmm. blocking traffic for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did Climate Camp, which is based off of the Ende Glende movement, which was, well, still exists. It's a it's basically a direct action group in Germany. Oh, cool. And they had... 50,000 people occupy the Hambach Forest, which was going to get logged. Mm-hmm. But then 50,000 people showed up yeah, and were like... Yeah, you can't log. It's yeah. impossible to log like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, it makes it very difficult to do the logging <laughs> is what it is. Uh, if, that's if great. If 50,000 people great. went there to log, it would be very easy to log. Yeah. <laughs> they went there to stop the logging. Yeah, well, if, they, if, if there's people standing uh, amongst all the trees and everything out there. You guys also did... Uh, uh, so at uh, Universal... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you you all dyed the uh, the famous Universal Fountain red. Yeah. So when 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 was this again? When did this happen? April twenty second. Okay. And yeah. so how did how do you do that? How do you even get the whole fountain red or whatever? <laughs> you just put a bunch of dye in there. Food food coloring. Food coloring. How much food coloring did that? And not take? not that much. Really. Um, Maybe a bottle or two. Is that wow? Really for that? Yeah. Whole, I'll show you. Watch. I'll, yeah. I'll, let's watch this clip here. This is. Uh, so it's concentrated. I was looking for uh, 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 you know footage of this, yeah. and what I found here was Mario Lopez <laughs> uh, posted a he Instagram did. story where he's like sort of uh, like doing like his selfie camera. On Hold on. Let me, right here. let me start over here. So just so everyone gets a sense of what the uh, the dyed red uh, Universal Fountain looks like and what Mario Lopez's reaction was to it. We got a little protest going on here at Universal today. This dude right here, homie right here, he super glued himself, super glued himself to the railing. Pretty badass. They dyed the water. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. And then these dudes, huh, what are they protesting? He is really dismissive. What are y'all protesting? <laughs> 
Oh, the environment. <laughs> Mario. Mario is such a dick. Do better, Mario. <laughs> Got it. Peaceful, non-violent way to say if our government doesn't make the changes it needs to make, humanity is threatened. That's what the scientists are saying. Understood. Understood. He's like, get away now. Leave me. I'm making fun of you. I'm here to make fun. All right. All right. There's Mario Lopez. Who sucks? Who sucks? But it is good footage of the... The red fountain back there. Yeah, yeah. Guy, my friend who was in the hat who was talking to Mario. Yeah. We were like, yo, you were talking to Mario Lopez. He was like, who's that? That's so funny. That's really funny. That is so funny. I mean, look, it's so funny. Like, Mario Lopez is trying to be like dismissive and rolling his eyes. And I'm like, the guy's right. <laughs> like, it's like a guy coming up to him and being like, we're you know, you don't have any, like, we're running out of time. You know, climate change is happening. And Mario Lopez is like, okay, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> cool, okay, cool. dude. Yeah. Okay, whatever you whatever. say, dude. Is uh, it also is Mario Lopez just like broadcasting from his selfie camera? Like, I believe he was there. Is that so. just like an Instagram story or something? Yeah, that was just that like an Instagram like story. story. I saw a video on the official Facebook of XRLA. Let me try to find that too. Yeah, uh, I can uh, send you the link. Because like people got arrested, right? They ended up like blocking off the whole thing. And uh, how many people got arrested there? There, a total of four people did. Two people on top of the globe. Wow. One, um, one person at the bottom, and then someone was actually flyering. And got arrested. Got arrested for, for fly. flyering. Yeah. Here That's I have ridiculous. a I have a photo here from the Twitter page. Okay. Of um the yeah, uh, one of go. the arrests it looks like right. That was our flyering comrade. Um, remember <laughs> this guy at Universal Plaza? He's an XRLA member being arrested for not stopping handing out flyers. That's a. Can you get arrested for that? <laughs> I guess at Universal. I don't know. I guess like mm-hmm. no laws apply on um, it's, Universal property. It's a private property. I don't understand. It yeah. says we're still raising money to move uh, the Universal 4 through the legal system. So let me just plug uh, the XRLA Patreon right here. Oh, well, there we go. Um, it's Patreon. Or, sorry, GoFundMe. It's um, oh, GoFundMe.com slash legal dash fund dash four dash loss dash Angeles dash climate dash rebels. Legal fund for Los Angeles climate rebels with dashes for the spaces where the spaces where the would space be. would be. You put a little dash, These comments a little dash there. And uh, I'll go ahead and throw the link in the chat as well. And cool. it'd be great if you guys could throw them a couple bucks. There's no reason that someone should get arrested. See, there's a joke out there because. Uh, you know, everyone says that Shampoodler in our chat is a cop, and so he's uh, <laughs> talking about how uh, he would have taken care of the situation, which is just terrible. It's not nice. Not nice. There's, uh, the, there's the link right there, right, everyone. Everybody. Check yeah. that out. Um, and so, what what else is what is coming up with uh, uh, XRLA? What what are you guys there's doing a lot over coming there now? Up. Yep. Um, there will be some die-ins. Okay. Um. And not just die. Hey, this in this the meeting's right by fountain. our this meeting's right by our house. Oh, really? We should go. Well, I just doxed us. <laughs> well, everyone knows we live in the fucking Echo Park. We say it all the time. I yeah. chose to put that GIF on there. Uh, I, wow, I, that's it's, honestly, it, media. it drew me to it. I, it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> I if you want to make banners and art with us this Sunday, DM us for the meeting location for the artist working group meeting. Um, then uh, from four to six, we have our outreach working group meeting at Woodcat Coffee Bar Jack. That's Maybe right we'll go down house. to Woodcat. <laughs> That's right, Bear House. Maybe we'll go down to Woodcat. You know, Woodcat has got Woodcat. excellent coffee. I very know. expensive. That's too very much. Expensive. It's too many dollars. Here's, how, here's <laughs> how I feel about Woodcat. <laughs> too much. Woodcat, I, I think it's great that you guys are meeting at Woodcat. The coffee, so, so good. Yeah. They're so mean. Every time I go there. <laughs> <laughs> think that they're mean. They like me now. One time I went in and I had my, like, not brand mp3 player and i think they were very taken in with my like 
They're like, what is Who that? And I was you? like, I don't. Uh, I was like, I don't actually listen on my phone anymore. And they're like, very cool. But you, you, <laughs> but you only did that for a week. <laughs> and I only did it for like a week. And then I was like, oh, I fixed the, I got the lint out of my phone. So I don't do it anymore. <laughs> you're such a, yeah. And the, I mean, for lack of a better word, Terry Bolvenga is saying you're a hipster. Yeah, for um, lack of a better word. For lack of a better word. Do we a have slur, a better word now? If you want to use a slur to describe Do we have it. a better word? An individualist and an, an iconoclast, perhaps? Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, check out. Uh, and also, you can follow um, on Twitter, X Rebellion LA. Yeah. If you want to follow XRLA for more of their climate um, activist stuff. Yeah. That wasn't very... Um, articulate. <laughs> you summed it up. <laughs> so you also work in uh, the camera department, right? I do. In the camera. Mm-hmm. And so what, what what shows have you worked on? What have you worked on over there? Let's see. Um, for the past few years, I did a show called Glow. Oh, okay. And I did Insecure on HBO. Oh, nice. And I did... What did I do after that? Did you do Smilf? I did Smilf, yeah. Oh, Smilf. Okay, so Smilf's me. got a lot of... Uh, Smilf's got a lot of... So we've, we've, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, how I guess um, the show creator... Um, what was her name, Jack? God, what was... Frankie, Frankie, Frankie Shaw. Frankie, Frankie Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, Frankie Shaw. She, there, she um, was kind of embroiled in a couple different scandals. It feels like one of these things where I'm like... You know, it's like sometimes it's good that the creative is put in power or whatever, but I'm also like that is a job where you're like you overseeing are... a lot of other people and yes. you're a boss. And I don't know that like like sometimes in Hollywood like that gets so weird and muddy. The like because you are physically in charge of the company, but also this is like an emotional creative process for you. Can you so can you tell us a little bit if you can uh, uh, what it was like to work over at Smilf? <laughs> First of all. The main thing it was was embarrassing when I told people what I was working on, and they're like, "Is that a porno?" It's <laughs> like, no. I actually oh, I watched I watched the first season and loved it. I binged yeah. it in like a day. I thought it was a great show. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell is like really great so in it. Good. And Connie yeah. Britton is really great. Ugh, she's my queen. Yeah, it, it's a reason. it's a good. There's a great story arc where like uh, Connie Britton is like this married woman and she's so horny (laughs) for Frankie Shaw and like she like wants to cheat on her husband with Frankie and like an adult sleepover (laughs) yeah she's (laughs) this might have been a porno this might have been a a porno as it turns Um, out but honestly like Connie Britton is like a horny repressed like gay woman married to like a rich guy she did such a good job what was it like to work on it what was it with uh, how was it with Frankie Shaw well I came off of Insecure right before I went to Smilf mm-hmm. and I had a lot of trouble on Insecure with like some of the people in power mm. really being obsessed with like dieting. Oh, oh fuck. Right. Which I basically all I care about is like the world not burning up and yeah. people <laughs> stopping dieting. <laughs> and so 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 what in what way were they obsessed with dieting? Like they were just like a lot of people in power would be like we need to do a juice cleanse or like we haven't eaten like, in this as an long. office. That's too well, weird. yeah, as like, as like, like a company. Yes, yeah, there's weird shit. Like I would even well, say, well, yeah. not as a company, but people. There's just are, like, like pressures, cre- like, yeah, like socially. People. You know what I mean? 
I yeah, think that's that's really toxic. And so, what do you mean by how how would it work with the creative people? Like, I do there. I, I kind of do agree with you that there is this weirdness mm-hmm. at TV shows and everything mm-hmm. where they're like, "We're all like a family. Let's mm-hmm. all like do this together." But yeah, there are like, like pressures. Yeah. Uh, also, so like, like that. that, like you don't know who's like an eating disorder survivor, yeah. like oh. that you're working with. Like you don't know like what people's like fucking like food history is. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's totally. like really dangerous territory to try to if you're in a position of power and you're constantly talking about going on a diet like mm-hmm. chill like don't do that i remember there was one woman on the show and she was like i really she was like by catering or crafting and she was like i really want to eat this piece of chicken but i made this pledge that with the other people i wouldn't eat any solid foods for like oh 60 hours or whatever and i was like that's crazy you yeah. should have the chicken That's if you really want bad. it i mean kimmel like at the kimmel show like he liked to do the fucking fasting and i tried to do like fasting. the fasting too. but he like, never like made everyone do no, it. no he didn't make everyone do it and i and it is a totally different weird thing i will say that there are like weird like you just end up in these rooms yeah like, and you're just in like windowless rooms all the time like trapped with these other people and to be frank in the writing process, in my opinion, like on the creative side, there's a lot of weird, like they keep you there too much. And so like, mm, they're in, like right. I think everyone wants to pretend that there's like so much work to be done and it's like such a crazy job. But the actual truth of the matter <laughs> is, is there really is not. Like, you know what well, I mean? But like, on, the, on the production side of it, like yes, there I are, do think there there are longer hours than... I am not denying all, that... A lot of other industries don't work the long hours that that production works and <laughs> and like the food is like weirdly so prevalent in yeah. all, in mm-hmm. all of television yeah. yeah because i mean film too but like when you're on set like you get fed and when you're in a writer's room you you typically get fed if you're yeah. if you're like a union show um but yeah, I can see how that would be like a group mental disorder that we everyone could develop at once. Like, <laughs> like because it's yeah. just like yeah. it is a thing. Like I used to be a, a lunch fetcher over at the Simpsons, <laughs> and like it becomes this. Well, I was a, my I was an assistant, but yeah, I there's also it, just weird power stuff. There's like weird I, power stuff with food. There's weird like everyone like does like kind of try to eat healthy, but then they also eat like shit and like. It's when bizarre. you start working on a show, you like do gain weight. Like it's such a weird yeah. thing. I, I guess like I've never like really unpacked it. Like so so uh, uh, who was that coming down from? Like that was like from just like the writers or director or like yeah higher? people with creative power. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So so over at Smilf, what was that like when you came over so, from? Uh, uh, so you're coming off coming of all this unhealthy weird diet shit yeah. over at Insecure, and then you're into Smilf. Yeah, and then on Smilf, which I did season two. Um, I'm like, did I do season two? I did season two and um, I loved how the script actually talked about like eating disorder problems mm-hmm. with like two of the main characters not, or not even eating disorder, but like eating issues. Mm-hmm. That's like just statistically, this is like a thing that affects like it's 75% huge. of women and yeah. a lot of men. Yeah. And it's totally bonkers. I mean, it makes sense that no one talks about it because it's not hot to talk about. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, why do we need to talk? But it's like a huge part of life. Oh yeah. It's so huge. I was really excited about that, that they were talking about it. And me personally, I was like, this is cool because there's none of that like shit that I saw going on on right. the other show. Cause I love like, but the product of watching both shows, I think is amazing. Shows, right? yeah. But I was just like, it's so disheartening to be like these people that mm-hmm. are making this great thing are literally mm-hmm. hurting themselves to align with a certain like visual identity. Yeah. Sure. Whereas on Smilf, they're like, whatever let's bathe in cake and i was like cool cool oh that's good that's um fun. but it did seem like 
Frankie specifically was from my perspective, she cared a lot, which I think is good. But yeah. I think a lot of times when you're so creatively invested in something, yes. it's almost like you have blinders on. Yeah. I think that a lot of times in these kind of scenarios, like it matters so much to the person whose mm-hmm. like show it is and they really like expect and and when and, and they, they expect everyone who works for them to like find it just as important for them and i think that that like culture should end like i actually do think that like <laughs> yeah. showrunners and stuff like even aside from like the truly weird stuff that went down at that show because of her caring too much and everything like that a lot of that i think comes from the core of this thing of like you know they drive us insane out here that like this is your one shot that well, you yeah, and I think, this. Well, yeah, and like, I think with Frankie Shaw's case, yeah, I mean, I, she was telling a story I'd never seen on TV, which I, I and I think it was like mm-hmm. probably a lot of pressure to, to yeah. be the first kind of like, you know, the story of like being a kind of young single mom, like sure. uh, in a kind of like what it was, it was on Showtime, right? Yeah. yeah. Like in that kind of like prestige cable like setting, like I think that's got to be like, oh my God, if I do a bad job, they're not going to let more people make shows like this. Yeah, and that's like, also like, yeah. you know. Which is, is like, it's there's a greater problem at play, which is that sure. like, you know, we, we, we so seldom let women create and direct like their own stories. Like, uh, so uh, the pressure of that probably broke like a lot of like, boundaries that should have been there. Well, and then also like from the from the people above Frankie, it's like to sell a show, to even like get a show made, you have to be the most passionate person. They're like, well, that's yeah. what they want yeah. now is they want you to pitch your actual life right. story yeah. and for you to have lived it and everything right. like that. And so it's like from above Frankie's, they're just like, we love the passion so much and right. like it shows on screen and all that. It's like this is, you know, not a healthy way to run an industry, mm-hmm. frankly. It just yeah. is not. I had some, some male... Uh, crew members when I was going into it they knew a couple of the women creatives involved and they were like they're really 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 hard to work with and I was like okay that's good to know and then when I showed up I was like no they're not they're just not like obsessed with pleasing you (laughs) (laughs) like the average man is just as hard to work with Sure. Yeah. And I, I totally acknowledge that some women are hard to work with. Like, mm-hmm. I know that's reality. Many people are but very hard case, to work with. Yeah. You know, just, like, I, like, I, was like, I actually find it very, like, crazy. everyone is really difficult to work but with. But you know I, I, mean? I take like, it, I take, I would take, like, when I hear that from a guy about a woman, I take it with slightly more of a grain of salt because you just never know if there's some, like, just dashes of sexism thrown sure. in there. Yeah. I personally have worked with, Many terrible men and many terrible <laughs> women. I with so all, bad. They're all like <laughs> people that wield power in Hollywood mostly suck across yes. the board. <laughs> I think you're, you're right. You're definitely correct. Yes. You're definitely correct. And I do think that there's like major culture issues with Hollywood. Like we yeah. have a very sort of permissive, you know, uh, atmosphere in Hollywood. And there mm-hmm. is sort of like a... You know, the whole sell of becoming like a creative and successful person in Hollywood is not mm. just like being a creative person whose like stuff is seen by everybody, but also like the, you know, the sort of like decadent side of it. You know, like it's not you're not really making it in Hollywood unless you also like, you know, live the high life and have all this stuff. And, you know, and I, I think we also celebrate this sort of toxic creative. You know what I mean? Which I actually think was 
satirized pretty effectively in uh, The Phantom Thread. I think The Phantom yeah. Thread is a pretty good... I think people watched The Phantom Thread and got it wrong, so. but I'm like, that is such a good movie for indicting this like type yeah. of, of like nasty creativity. Yeah, I and think. if you hated the movie because you hated the main character, I think the movie That's did the its point. job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because this guy's sewing dresses but he could have easily been um, a showrunner I I look at that movie I'll talk about that movie just for very briefly but I'm like I think that that movie is like P.T. Anderson doing like an indictment of himself in a weird way like Uh because he's you know a creative and an auteur and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff but then also very specifically about Daniel Day-Lewis who Mm -hmm. like Daniel Day-Lewis is this guy who on you know on There Will Be Blood it's like he's a fucking method actor so much so that he's like mean to the other actors during lunch and stuff like that and so I'm like now now the next movie he's trolling Daniel the next Day-Lewis. movie P.T. Anderson does is he's like I want you to get in character as someone who thinks his work is so important that he can like be terrible to other people <laughs> he's like I want you to really get into that character and understand <laughs> that man and then after that movie he started seeing like Daniel Day-Lewis like he like never showed up to like uh, uh, award shows he like he like started showing up to award shows and stuff like that yeah he and, was humble also was like this is the last movie I will ever do <laughs> he's been got he's been I think he was got in a major he, way but got. I think it was like a beautiful wonderful getting and I think it's like, got important. like you know people like we'll talk about Dan Harmon and like mm-hmm. there's this idea yeah. of the showrunner keeping people till 3am because that's what makes the show best that's just a psychotic person <laughs> in charge of people like <laughs> um, so how how'd the rest of the time go at, uh, yeah. at Smilf there um it was good. I'm trying to remember. <sighs> yeah, it was good. I thought it was cool. Yeah, you like the show? I I liked I loved watching it, making it. I'm not really into comedies. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> are you are you not into making comedies or I don't watching really like, comedies? I love uh, well, kind of both. No, I, I I agree with that. I like laughing and stuff, but I'm just like Actually, I have some friends who Actually, my friend who hooked me up with being oh, sure, here, yeah. I just kind of take all my comedy notes from <laughs> her and her husband because I'm like, I don't know what's funny and yeah. I don't need to So do they do a lot of Swift. improv and stuff there? What's it like? Mm. You know, the new style of comedy is like they keeping would. everybody doing fucking rolling on like 30 minutes oh, of yeah. improv and shit. Yeah, Lo- very long time for people holding the cameras. <laughs> you know what I like is that... Um, comedy sets how they will just roll forever on improv and everyone has to fake laugh the loudest and most like (laughs) unhinged sounding laughter I've ever heard in my life Uh everybody who's at that video village is like screaming with laughter (laughs) over every fucking joke (laughs) I love when you watch writers watch their own writing that's my favorite thing look about i swear to god <laughs> some of that is some of that is cultural it's like you are there and people are looking at you to like say, see whether or not you like it and i'm yeah. like fuck i like <laughs> never like this oh from like the god. second i wrote it and so i'm like i have to laugh here so that we can move on and so, they don't ask me for an alt i have to be like ah that's the fucking funniest so jack, i've ever so, seen so jack that works let's move on that works <laughs> so, jack, so we got two perspectives here jack used to write for many different things but w- one of which was jimmy kimmel yeah and um he would have to watch his own writing yeah and, and fake laugh and then we got giselle over here who is a camera <laughs> operator camera assistant mm-hmm. uh she's in the camera department all yeah. the things all the things camera <laughs> and and she's watching the likes of jack's t- ilk 
yeah. watch their own writing. Yeah. And we've got two different worlds. Two different worlds collide here. Colliding. Wow, the worlds have collided. Gracefully. Wow, how incredible. And me over here, I'm the one getting lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one saying, what do you want for lunch? Can you go faster? Um, all right, so XRLA. So where should, where should people follow uh, XRLA? Probably Twitter or Instagram and is do, best. Should, do you want people to follow you? You can't. You can't. Pretty much all I talk about is like abolishing wage labor and Good. you know stuff like that. So it. we've got we've got XRLA here. I think you'll find a lot of followers in this particular chat. Then if that's your, uh, <laughs> yeah. if that's I know a lot uh, of what you, you love, like to talk about. I know you guys love working. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here these are these are the boss lovers we have out we here. Love we have bosses. the boss lovers in chat. Um, LA Extinction Rebellion. We're taking the fight for Earth to the next level. Um, join us today. Hey, they come to the meeting at Woodcat. Maybe Jack and I will be there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It's four Even to we don't four know, to six maybe you'll on see Sunday. Us get a coffee. There, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to work at six on Sunday, so it kind of works out perfectly. Okay, maybe we'll do it. Leave a little, leave, leave at five fifty-five. I guess if I could say something about yeah, XR, basically, like, um, at least for myself, like, I understand we live in a world that basically makes it feel like we can't do anything and sure. we're powerless. Yeah. And I think, like, in a lot of ways, that is true, but the way we make the world worth living in is by acting as if it already exists because it does in mm. this moment between us. And that means like embracing agency yeah. and believing that like the better world is possible. And it's not, it's not because of the outcome that we, we fight for goodness, right. but it's because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I generally agree with that. I'm like, whether I or think, not it's I possible, think that's it's a like, beautiful sentiment. And I think Jack, that's actually something you need to hear more. I say that. I, I say that. Well, if I was a nihilist, why the fuck would I do this show where we talk about all this stuff? You no, know, I'm just I mean? saying nihilism is easy. Nihilism would yeah. be perfectly pleasant. No, I, I definitely pleasant. don't think you're a nihilist, but you do get down on things. I think maybe, you know, taking it to the streets. I agree. I agree. I, I have I have liked it whenever I've like participated in mass action. I think we like need that. it. We need it. It does lighten the soul to partake in in activism and and and. All right. You know. Yeah. Be, I, agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. It lightens the soul. It doesn't have to be about me. I agree with what Giselle said. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying it's it's a beautiful statement. Uh, it was a beautiful statement, and I agree. I do agree with you. Uh, um, uh, just because we live in hell doesn't mean we shouldn't yeah. like try not to. Yeah, just try mean not that we to. Try not to you know what i mean like it actually feels good to try not to it feels <laughs> it good to try not good. to yeah uh, uh, well uh, thanks for joining us Giselle, Giselle you've been an excellent guest yeah, please everyone check out um XRLA that's X Rebellion LA and then Giselle what is uh let's let's go over to Giselle's twitter here oh jelly g e l l y film fish jelly film it's fish not my best work <laughs> here we go jelly film fish follow Giselle keep up with what she's got going on yeah here we go. We'll zoom in. That's Jelly at Jelly Film Fish. There's Giselle on set. There we go. Pink hair that time. Wow. I know. Those are the good old days. You, <laughs> Giselle, well, uh, not only is she an activist, a filmmaker, she also has great style. Good style. Oh, great style. style. Great, style. great hair, great glasses. That's Giselle, everybody. That's Giselle. Uh, we'll be back in just really a couple nice minutes here. You. Yeah, really nice to meet you, too. Good. To, thanks for coming on. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you we'll so be much, right Giselle. Back. We'll be right back uh, with a little bit more show. We're back. Let me fix the uh, camera. Kate's uh, walking Giselle out. What an interview. That was great. Thank you to Scratchy Record for uh, setting us up with Giselle. That was a... Uh, 
That was... Whoa, what the hell? Did I freeze up here? Uh-oh. Okay, yeah, I froze for a second there. I don't know why. Probably because I changed the uh, the aspect ratio. Oh, is Trump melting down in the uh, Rose Garden? Let's go check that out. That sounds like actually some fun. That sounds like a little bit of fun here. Let's see. Let's see what's going on with our old friend Trump. Oh, what the hell? It's not on CNN? That's too bad. Somebody send a link? Moby responded to Portman? What do you say? I don't know. Let's see what Moby said. This is fucking bizarre. Moby is like, oh, okay, should we watch the Trump thing? No, that's not what we're going to watch. I'm not watching that. Moby, I recently read a gossip piece where Natalie Portman said we never dated. This confused me as we did, in fact, date. Uh, after briefly dating in 1999, we remained friends for years. He posted a picture of himself shirtless. Creepy. With, uh, with Natalie Portman. Creepy. He's like, see, we fucked. Creepy. <laughs> After briefly dating her in 1999, we remained friends for years. I like Natalie and I respect her intelligence and activism, but to be honest, I can't find out, I can't figure out why she would actively misrepresent the truth about our, albeit brief, involvement. The story, as I laid out in our, my book, then it fell apart as accurate with lots of corroborating photos, evidence, etc. I completely respect Natalie's possible regret in dating me. <laughs> Comrade, no, wait, no, who says it? Oh, Coolin Unit. In the chat says hashtag jail the nipple. This looks like because we're looking at kind of a gross little Moby. This nip- looks nipple. like a, not to not to nipple shame. This All looks nipples like are beautiful. A, uh, um, this looks like who's that photographer? The like nasty man. Terry Richardson. It looks like a Terry Richardson photo. It's like this a, a, like a little creepy, overblown. Like a, a Terry Richardson photo. I don't think actually uh, that she did date him. I think Moby's being a weirdo. That's what I think personally. Happened to our country. It hurt us in so many ways. Despite that, we're setting records with... Why? I don't want to hear him. ...with jobs, with the most most people employed today that we've ever had in the history of our country. We have the best unemployment... He's mad. I guess he just held a surprise press conference. This is a surprise. Is this live? Yes, this is live, because he's mad at Nancy Pelosi for saying that he was involved in a cover-up. Companies are moving back in. Okay. Things are going well. And I said, let's have the meeting on infrastructure. We'll get that done easily. That's one of the easy ones. Oh, he's got charts? Oh, boy. Walking in happily into a meeting. We're about to do a hearthstone. Look at people that are just. Bounty board. Wow. I was doing a cover up. I don't do cover ups. He's mad. That's probably better than anybody. And I was just looking at a list of some of the things that. We just did more than two thousand five hundred subpoenas qualified for. What is he and talking I let everybody about? Talk. I let the White House counsel speak for thirty hours. Wow. Thirty hours. Is this the is this and the Kanye song thirty? Is he gonna say special <laughs> counsel lawyers? Forty FBI agents. Thirty hours. Open it all up. Let them have whatever they want. Nearly he doesn't do cover-ups. Search warrants. Think of that, a search warrant. Did you ever see a search warrant before? <laughs> Bless you. This was over <laughs> you ever see a search warrant before? Neither did I. Of the 19 people that were heading up this investigation, or whatever you want to call it, with Bob Mueller, 
They were contributors to the Democrat Party. Most He's of truly them. a weird guy. It is true. He's so they weird. President Trump. They hated him with a passion. Isn't that you, dude? <laughs> Isn't that you? What? He's like, they hated President Trump. They hated him. Not a party. It was a like, you are him, dude. He's got dementia. These are the people that after two years and 40 million or 35 million dollars it'll end up God just play fucking Hearthstone no, we're watching it oh. this is what happened no collusion no obstruction <laughs> no nothing they issued 50 weird guy orders weird guy authorizing use of pen registers think of that though 500 witnesses and then I have Nancy Pelosi go out and say that the president of the United States engaged in a cover-up. Now, we've had a House investigation. We have wow. Senate investigations. We have investigations. This is like classic. He's just doing a like he's doing a press conference. Oh my fucking god! I don't want to watch All in the Family and Jefferson's Live tonight. Don't press A for that. They would have loved it. These people were out to get us. Don't worry. The Republican Party. So loud. Sorry. They, were out they didn't hear that. Okay, good. Horrible thing. The bottom line is they said there's no collusion. No collusion with Russia. You heard so much talk about. Wow. We had more topics. Calls that my son made to me from this meeting that was set up by GPS Fusion, it looks like, which is the other side for those that don't know. Okay. And for a year I heard about phone calls went to a special number. He's pissed. Unauthorized. And it would have been my son, Don. He is definitely mad about young man his son. Gone through hell. Oh, poor Don. And they were calls poor Don. By him before and after I wish I had gotten actually an image of the, of the ultrasound where I was too filled with farts. Oh, my God. Can you get it? Can you talk, talk to they... them? One was a friend of ours, a real estate developer. Tell you what. People always complain about that it's cold, the yeah. ultrasound stuff. Yeah. It's warm. It's warm. The, one was, uh, the, head of the little, like, lotion they put on it is warm. So the three calls that were <laughs> anyway, so it's true. Jack, you're so weird. It is. Jack, you're so weird. Why? You're just a goofy little goof. You're so goof. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Here's the weird guy. Here's the weird guy. Our president. We had a... Great election. I went there on Monday. Doogie Hauser spanked my son, says Jack is getting contrarian about ultrasounds now. I don't know what to tell you. It's not cold. <laughs> it's warm. It was warm, everybody. We went and we did a rally. All right. Hardly mentioned. Three minutes, two minutes, and then we'll be doing Hearthstone. the biggest story in the country, even bigger than this witch hunt stuff that you guys keep writing about. So here's the bottom line. Okay. What is it? There was no collusion. Got it. There was no obstruction. We've been doing this since I've been president. And actually, the crime was committed on the other side. We'll see how... All right. Scratchy Records says that the good places have a special thing well. that warms the goo. Okay, so... You went to a good place. went to a good spot. And they saw all the, the farts in my, in my stomach. This whole thing was a takedown attempt wow. the president of the United States. That's what they're saying. Honestly, you ought to be ashamed of yourself <laughs> the way you reported so dishonestly. Wow. Not all of you, but many of you. <laughs> the way you reported. So, 
I've said from the beginning, right from the beginning, that you probably can't go down to... Yes, track. this is live right now, Champ. We are watching the president live. The investigation track, and you can go down the investment track or the track of let's get things done for the American people. I love the American people. Drug prices are coming down, first time in 51 years because of my administration, but we can get them down way lower working with the Democrats. We can solve the problem on the border in 15 minutes. Wow. If the Democrats would give us a few votes. So I just wanted to. This is so you know stupid. I hate this. I walked into the room and I told Senator Schumer, Speaker Pelosi, I want to do infrastructure. I want to do it more than you want to do it. <laughs> I'd be really he wants to do it the most. But you know what? You can't do it under these circumstances. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. That's right. it for Jack AM. Do we have to have this going on in the background? I don't. I don't. Yeah, there we go. All right. Thanks for watching Jack AM, everyone. What a great show. We had Giselle Gonzalez on. Yes. She great was, show. She was incredible. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, and please stay tuned please if you're watching tuned. live. This is the outro song of Jack AM FM. It's the oh, outro. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the outro, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that, another episode of Jack AM. Um, as we said in the intro, um, if you like what you heard and you want to see stuff as well, tune in any every weekday at twitch.tv slash Jack AM. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes. Yeah, and uh, rate and review us. Tell your friends and uh, tell your friends to subscribe on Twitch, too. Yeah. So Some uh, people are visual people. Some people are audio people. Whatever you are is fine. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to the show, and uh, we will be back soon. Bye.